Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and we are August the 27th and I think we're going up to 27 degrees today. So it's going to be a beautiful day out there. Last sort of I guess, summer, summer type weather before we cool off later in the week. But uh, yeah, it's been a been a fairly warm summer. We've had our, our storms in between and uh, some cooler weather for sure. But as we're heading into fall, there's definitely lots to do in the garden still. What we can do is uh, if uh, I cleaned out a whole bunch of my veggie beds yesterday, just sort of the stuff that was done and cut back tomatoes a whole bunch, took out a whole bunch of, of the leaves and that just to let more of the energy go towards finishing off the last blast of fruit for the season. Um, so right now is a good time to that. I'm debating whether I'm going to seed a bunch of like lettuce, Swiss chard, some radishes. Still think I might try one more batch of that. Cause I think uh, through September nuts and uh, give that a try. So I'm going to probably seed a little bit of that. Um, we harvested a whole bunch of carrots and beets. Um, I didn't thin them out. So I, I got, I guess I got lazy or whatever. I just, they're just, when I seeded them and I, I talked about this in the springtime, when you, when you go to seed your carrots, uh, typically the seed tape is great for carrots because the seeds are so small and you always, when you seed your carrots, you always end up with way too many carrots. But I thought I'd just try it, and I guess maybe a little bit of procrastination. Just I just let them go. I seeded them, and then we just dug them up in clumps. So we ended up with a, I don't know, my wife Carolyn dug out probably a hundred or or hundred or hundred and fifty baby carrot sort of thing. So cleaned them all up. They look great. Um, so that was uh, kind of interesting. So, I, and I don't mind the little carrots. So it kind of, but they had tons of hair roots on them. So I was kind of a uh, little bit um, perplexed at why that. I think because I had a lot of, I had really good soil, good phosphate in there. So I think I was able to get. They were almost producing like roots and gr growing close together. So tasted great. Um, getting lots of tomatoes, cucumbers. Um, so. Anyways, looking forward to this this fall. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Also, getting some texts already. That is the same number, 403-819-5437. No, no, sorry, that's wrong number. 403-974-8255. Sorry, I was reading the wrong number on that, so don't text that one. Um, that's 403-974-8255, and uh, you can get right in touch with us there. And good morning, Merle. My daughter left me a couple indoor plants. Not sure what they are or how to take care of them. Your advice. Thanks, Kathy. Ah, one of them is a calanchio, the dark green-leafed one. And you should get some blooms on that. So you can um, feed that with 15, 30, 15. And they're both succulents. So the other one is a type of Echeveria. And what you can do is just, again, pull off those bottom leaves. Um, you, are, you got a big stem stalk on there that's blooming, looking great. So you're, so you're good that way. Um, yeah, they look good. Just continue. Fertilize a little bit going into fall. And uh, 
bring them inside like they are and a nice bright spot and you should be good to go kathy all right and getting lots of texts already good to see everybody's up early and again that's 403-974-8255 if you'd like to text or call us um phone lines are wide open and we'll typically hit those right after the first break here hi merle do you guys sell any product that forces flowering i'm growing a cannabis plant outside and want to get it flowering otherwise i might lose it to the weather um florigen no i haven't you could do like a 10 52 10 like something with a really high middle number um I'll have to look and see, but that's it. Like they kind of get to that cycle, and if you are forcing them to do that, I think just the high phosphate number should help get those into bud for you. And uh, and it's probably been a good season to try and grow your cannabis outside um, with the with the good sun that we've had and decent heat. So yeah, give that a try and uh, add some ten fifty two ten. And, and see if that helps out with with your uh, forcing your cannabis. I'm just sort of looking forcing cannabis to to bloom, and I'll, I'll read about that in the in the break. And if I come up with anything, I'll respond to that for sure. Um, I got a couple more texts. My daughter has these plants popping up in her front yard. Can you tell me what they are and how to get rid of them? Those are just aspen or poplar suckers you probably have a swedish column or aspen or a poplar that was just cut down recently so what you can do is this one you like the grass looks in a little bit rough shape so i would probably you could just mow them um if and if you get the grass grown a little bit better you can just use killex on those and then it won't kill the grass, but it will kill those. But if the tree is still there existing, I probably wouldn't use it. I would just dig them out and cut them out. But typically, when if I see that much suckering, my guess is that there was a tree removed recently. And and you're getting all kinds of suckers coming up. Because I'm experiencing that right now. I had the beavers cut down one of my aspens down at, the, down at Spruce It Up, down by the creek. And now I got a million suckers coming up all like crazy. All right. And good morning, world. Quick question. Is it too late to put in sod? Absolutely. Right now is a great time to do sod. It's totally fine because we're going to head into a little bit. The soil's nice and warm. The ground's warm. <clears throat> so when you put your sod down, it's going to root in really good, like really easy, just because the, the sod's warm, the roots are warm, um, soil. So if you, if you lay your sod, Fertilize with our greened up lawn fertilizer. High middle number gets the roots going. Water twice a day, sort of that 20 minutes in the morning and then maybe 20 minutes later in the afternoon. And you'll be mowing grass within a couple weeks. Right now is probably one of the best times to lay sod um, because typically the sod on the farms is well established and doing very well. So you'll be good to go like that. Uh, anyways, and I uh, got another one from Sean. Hi, Merle. I used your fertilizer lawn this year, and wow, the results are fantastic. I'm pretty sure it's drought-resistant now. Roots have taken and super healthy up top, Sean and Rocky Ridge. No, absolutely, Sean, and uh, thanks for that. I like, like to hear what's going on with everybody using the Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer because you will water a lot less. Um, it will get your roots down nice and deep, and it will make the difference. And 
speaking of fertilizer, if you haven't done your fall fertilizer, we're getting pretty close where you want to do your last application of your green it up in your grass and also any of your any of your pots outside like your um, any of your annual baskets or big pots, things like that. You want to continue to fertilize them right through until freeze up um, and you'll get awesome color going into into the fall. All right, and got a couple more texts, and then I'm going to take a break. Hi, Merle. I have two Annabelle hydrangeas against the wall facing south. One is beautiful blooms. The other has not one. Do you know why? Uh, the only thing I can think is probably the soil because it sounds like they don't mind that nice warm spot like that. Ensure that they're getting good moisture as well because it, it's probably fairly dry there. Feed them with 15, 30, 15. Maybe in the one spot, there's a little bit more of a phosphate in the soil. But typically, you should be getting blooms on those um, by now, and they should be looking fabulous. I've seen them all over town looking good. So give that a try. Try some 15, 30, 15. Getting a little bit late, though, right now to get it to bloom. So I would what I would do is when we get into fall, when you get into September, October, um, I would then fertilize then because right now it's going to start downloading. Unfortunately, we're heading into the last week in August here. So once you get into beginning, mid of September, um, then we can do our fall fertilizer. And that will build the phosphate back up into the soil, provide those nutrients so it can produce some beautiful blooms next spring. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, welcome to a few new couple team members we got on the Prune It Up division. And uh, get ready to head into the fall pruning season. Um, we do keep going all year round. So if you or anybody, uh, if you want to look into getting into the pruning business, or if you have a hankering and know someone that's looking for for some work over the winter, um, I know Mark and that will be hiring arborist um, going into the winter. So if you're looking for uh, a good place to work, and uh, yeah. We like we keep it going all year, so we we find that works really good for us. I know a lot of the pruning guys shut down for the winter, but uh, we found it really good. And pruning in the winter is great for a lot of your trees too, because you can really see um, without the leaves for thinning out, dead, damage, disease, branching. A lot of that stuff really pops in, so it, it's good. Good. Got a quick text from Clayton. Um, he let his garden go for the last couple of years, full of tall weeds. Good soil underneath. Just wondering if there's an easy way out on uh, getting that back. Unfortunately, I just sent you a quick text there, Clayton. Sweat equity is going to be the one solution for that one, unfortunately. You have to get in, dig a lot of those out. The soil should be good, but I would definitely replenish the soil. Because just like plants, um, your weeds, and especially when they're let to go like that, they do suck a lot of the nutrients out of the soil. Um, as they use up a lot of the nitrogen to grow like crazy. So I would uh, pull all those weeds out. I would amend the soil with a good sea soil, something like that. Um, some granular fertilizer, 
and even our green up lawn fertilizer works great in there, but you probably need some organics in there. So that's where the sea soil works really good or bags of three in one. I used that as top dressing and it actually worked really good. So I was, I was, I was really impressed with that. I had the uh, top soil plus and uh, it's a little mixture of soil, um, a little bit of peat moss and a little bit of compost mixed in there works really good. So Anyways, I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. How are you doing? Good, good. You were talking about carrots in your harvest. Um, yes. Just, when we harvest ours, just a quick thing, we uh, put them, pack them loosely in pillowcase. Yeah. Throw them in the washer on a, a cold <laughs> Wash your yeah. cycle with a squirt of soap and let it run, and you take them out, and they're nice and clean. You can do them right away for canning or pickling or whatever, and it saves lots of work. Yeah, no kidding. I, we didn't have quite that many. Like, these were all little ones. We used a big screener sort of thing, like a colander oh, out yeah. there with the hose, so just filled it, filled the colander up, and, and Carolyn, she hosed them all off and, uh, and uh, cut all the ends off, so... Now we're just figuring out what we're going to do. We haven't really canned or done any of that kind of stuff, so I think we're going to have roasted carrots for the next few days. So. Well, enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there is nothing like like veggies, right? Like out of your, your and uh, out of the, out of the garden. It just how do you use seed tape or do you seed and thin out? Oh, we use seed, and it depends. You know, we use seed, and depends on how busy we are, whether we thin them out or whatever. But my husband likes to thin them and keep them in nice and neat rows and keep the weeds away. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you have any issue? Do you do you cover them over the summer? I know some people cover them with, they get that fly that comes in on the carrots. No, um, um, I, I usually we freeze them or pickle them. I, I throw a few in the fridge drawer, maybe put brown paper over them, but I don't worry about them. Yeah, okay, nice. All right, well, thanks, Sherry. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Appreciate it. You yep. too. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you go. You can, if you, if you want to fill the pillowcase up and uh, throw them in the washing machine, you can do a, a little rinse cycle on, on that, which I'm assuming what you do. Um, yeah, there's always interesting things what gardeners do to um, save a little time because it is labor-intensive, and and so it is, it's a lot of work trying to figure out how we can get through through the gardening season and i got a few more texts here that i'm going to go through and if you'd like to join 403-974-8255 and what is the third number and that is the potassium on the end number so that's sort of like the all around so the numbers are the first numbers up down all around so the last number is sort of your all around it gets it through um, this gives it that extra low, sort of like a multivitamin for you, for your for your plants. So it, it is important, but you, typically it's, it'll be a little bit lower. And uh, so, yeah, that's usually a good mix in some of those. Here we got a couple more texts we're going to go through. Hi, Merle. Big fan of the show, and this is from Dan. So thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. When is the best time to cut back raspberries, and how should I do it? So typically I would wait till... Um, fall after the leaves have frozen off and you get kind of into early winter um you can do it either early winter or 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 late spring early early spring sort of in that time over the winter anytime sort of what you want to look for is the gray wood 
So that means it's the two-year-old wood. So you leave the brown wood that was this year's, and then you cut out last year's wood. So every so when you go through it, you're sort of removing every second year the old wood, and then that way it'll be able to um, be able to do what it needs to. Do. The energy will go to all the new wood and produce lots of fruit on there, and uh, and hopefully that helps. Good time to also feed them 15, 30, 15 in the fall. Give them a really good shot of that, and you should be good to go. And how do you harvest sunflowers once they have bloomed? Typically, I've let people, what I've seen is people let them go, and then they kind of droop over and start drying. Is typically when they when they harvest the sunflowers, and they kind of start looking dried up. That usually tells you when, when they're done, you can pull them off and uh, remove the seeds at that time. All right, okay. And then he goes, I lied, one more. Can I still eat herbs? And plants, basil mint, if they have had some bugs on them. Absolutely. Just wash the bugs off. Um, totally fine. And uh, we this time of year, and especially after that rain we did have a few days ago, that a lot of those bugs and that were in the soil, and it almost creates another hatch. It kind of creates another batch of bugs. I noticed right after that, tons of green flies, tons of the white flies, leaf hoppers, all kinds of plant or bugs almost seem to they're sitting there dormant until they get hit with that moisture again and it seems to produce another batch of bugs come out so and as we head into fall we will see that as well and plus with that rain we just had which was which was quite nice so anyways yes i, I there's bugs always on your plants so just just rinse them off enjoy your herbs right up into fall i i'm hoping to get uh I get some Carolina Reaper um, peppers, and they're just starting to form the peppers, so which I'm kind of late. I did have lots of the burrito pepper, which is a red one. That one worked really good. Jalapenos, I get tons of them. And the chili peppers, I'm going to leave on and let them go red and dry out a little bit on the vine. I got lots of those, but they're all green. And I did eat a couple when they're green, and they don't have any spice yet, the chili pepper. So waiting for those to... Uh, change color but the burrito ones were i was surprised they almost looked like an ornamental pepper but i did get lots of flavor on those so i was uh i was quite pleasantly surprised with those and they got a ton of ton of peppers on them so if you're looking for a good one that would be good and and what do i got here oh i'll have to get that back to you hi merle i have a gladiator crab apple in my backyard selfie that was planted last summer Unfortunately, the rabbits chewed away at the bottom of the bark and applied some lac balsam that perched at your store. I need your advice on how to prepare the tree for fall. Thanks, Jim. Let me take a quick look, and I know I'm getting close to the end here. It looks like you've done everything right there, Jim. I would just, um, for fall, water it in well, but it doesn't look like it's doing great. You might want to try some Rage Plus on that and see if that helps get it going for next spring. Give it a shot at Rage Plus right now. And then you're, you'll be good to go. I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, we'll take phone calls, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are, we got a couple spots open, 403-974-8255. And we do have quite a few texts, but right now we're going to go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. 
Hey, good morning, Merle. How are you saying? Doing great. And yourself? Well, I'm rooting for the hot weather so our squashes can make it to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Probably got lots of blooms on there, eh? Yeah, lots. Probably got about 15 that are, you know, about softball size, right? But Yeah, we'll just see. wanted to get them going a little bit more. You nice. betcha. Hey, um, I texted in last week about moving, transplanting a bunch of sucker uh, poplars when we dropped those trees years yeah. ago when Mark was out. Yeah. And I was told to use a spade, and, well, there's an exercise in frustration. Yeah, how big, yeah, just how big are the little... trees? What's that? How big are they now? Like, how big are the suckers? Uh, they average about, they're about four feet high, only about half okay. inch, you know, thick. Oh, okay. But when I use the spade to get down to it, they just keep snapping off, you know, the, the, the root right from the old tree. Yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering if I get a little, uh, like, I've got a little... Um, spade attachment for the bobcat yeah like would that work to go bust through that root or do i gotta just take it right off and hope, hope for the best you no know, the 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 blade should cut through it like when you when you when you when you drop the blades into the ground yeah uh, they should cut through those no problem okay um, so you I might even work. want if you want like even a week or two before you do it like just do a root prune before like go around them first and just um, with the with the blades, and that's what a lot of people do. They cut the roots ahead of time and then move okay. it a little bit later. Because um, even if you did that now and then move them in the fall, yeah, and then that sort of it lets it cut off the root, heal in its place, and then you start because it's still a little bit early to move them. You want to kind of wait till they start dropping their leaves before you start okay. moving any of the any of the trees. How big a spade do you got? Uh, it's about three feet. It's just a single okay. blade, so I'd have to kind of cut around it, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you have to go all the way around. Yeah, that's what that would be. So it's more like a U-blade then. Yeah, you bet. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just go around and just go, go around a couple of times, make it sort of three slices around it, and yeah. create your, your thing like that, and then pop it out of the ground. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, those were great for moving caragana hedge and stuff and lilac hedges. You get in yeah. and you kind of just trench, you just pull them out as you go. I've moved many of of hedges with those. Those U-blades are handy. So, yeah, they're really, uh, they are handy. And I don't have big enough trees to get the, to invest in the big uh, actual tree space. <laughs> well, no, well, and they're they're very expensive. And if you're not using them all the time, it, they just sit there. I've seen so many spades sitting in people's fields that they never use. So, um, yeah. I'm not sure if there's a rental guy or something like that 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 rents that kind of thing. But uh, if you are, if you do have one or you're looking to rent, let us know and uh, we can always pass it on. All right, thanks, Brian. Well, good luck with that. Thank you, Mark. All right, take care. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. How can I help you? Good. Uh, two quick questions. So I have a monstera plant. It's doing well in the pot, but one of the roots is exposed and it's really long. I'm just wondering if I should replant the whole thing and use the root, or if I should cut it off. You you could do either. Or like how 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 long ago has it been transplanted? Um, maybe a year. Oh, uh, maybe a okay. few months actually. Okay, it, it's probably fine if you went. And those ones, I'm never afraid to go like two or three inches bigger than. Like if it's in a 10-inch pot, I'll go to a 14-inch pot. The next one, okay. or 14 to a 16. Um, okay. Because they they grow so quick, and if they get a good root system, then they're just not popping out. Like you said, with those roots and stuff like that. 
Um, so either one, you can just cut those roots off if you like, if, it, if it's a hindrance. Some people like that. It's kind of an added feature to it. Yeah. And, uh, but okay. yeah, once they get uh, going, though, they're amazing. Like they get the light and uh, they don't nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. This one's doing really well. Um, I also wanted to ask uh, are there things we should be doing with our lawn this time of year? Absolutely. This time of year, um, if you haven't fertilized, um, just your last final fertilizing, your, your fall fert at this time of year is great. And if you're okay. using the green it up, you do the, like we, we cut it, you do full, full amount in the spring, you cut it by a third in the summer, and then you cut it by another third. So you're only putting a third amount on in the fall. And, uh, okay. that gets it, that gets to the bed nicely and really, and, and, and you just want to, I, I don't, raise mine up some people raise it up two or three inches i still keep it at that inch and a half two inches all the way right till because i just find that, that if you leave it you get a lot more of the of the mice and other things in there and yeah. and also um this chinch bug um just loves that when it gets a little bit longer so if you're mowing it it gets rid of them as well so okay so yeah so fairly sure you don't a lot and just fertilize and, uh, yep, yep. No, and then as we head into, into into September when the weather starts cooling, just slow right down on the watering, let them go dormant as okay. we head into winter, and then yeah, then you're good. Okay. I, and I I like to take all the leaves off in the winter, and depending on your flower beds, and you can blow the leaves into your shrub beds and things like that just for that added winter protection, and then it oh, just okay. clean up in the spring. But it, yeah, it I was definitely thinking about the fall because of um, just for the grass, just because I have a few white patches. Um, yeah, and um, right now if you have some patches that you want to just get going, you can top dress, put some grass seed in there. Um, and right now, the, it, a lot of that stuff will germinate really quite quickly, especially with this heat coming up. And the ground's okay. already nice and warm, so the soil's warm, so it just really helps with germination. Okay, cool. Thanks so much. Have a good one. All right, thanks, Bye. Ryan. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Haven't heard from Ryan for a while. He always calls in a couple times a year, typically. And uh, so we're going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Ro Coombs, and phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. What a gorgeous day yesterday. Just uh, no wind at all. Um, yeah, it was uh, just a nice, nice summer day. Some, but you sure notice at night how much earlier it's getting dark, how quick that we go from that uh, 10, 10.30. Now I think the sun's setting at like 8.20-ish. So... Uh, anyways, it's just, it's amazing. And as, as you get older, you remember when your parents always said that, oh yeah, it gets, uh, time flies by <laughs> and holy cow, does it ever. Anyways, let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to Stacy. Good morning, Stacy. Hey Merle, how are you? Doing great. How can we help you? Good. I have a question. I'm looking for tips or suggestions. My okay. back, backyard sod, um, what I can do to make, strengthen it or prepare it for winter, as I have a dog that goes to the bathroom on it all winter, and so come spring, we either have to almost resod it all or spend the summer reseeding and filling patches. So I didn't know if there's <laughs> something I can do. How does to, it look right now? 
Um, there's probably three circles. Like I've been kind of using was it Easy Seed all summer, like filling yep. patches, and, and that stuff works amazing um, for my yard, anyways. But there's probably it, three he, spots. Does he go typically in one spot or everywhere? Unfortunately, randomly play, random places. I was thinking of getting like a, a gated area for him, just even for the winter. So he just, or so she, it's a girl too, so that she just ruins one area, right? Instead of a yeah, bunch. We, but, yeah, that's what we did. We got, our dogs are smaller, so it depends how big they are too, right? Um, we created like yeah. a little dog run area for them just to go into. And, uh, right. and that works pretty good. Now they automatically let them out, and they just automatically run over into their spot and, and go there. That's um, what I think. But, it's, she's a lab, so she's fair-sized, but I just... Yeah, uh, so that makes it harder was, too, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I didn't know um, if there was any, you know, fertilizer or any, absolutely. you know, stuff. Yeah, so if, you, if you're using... There's two products I'll recommend is the Dog Spot Prevent... And it, each bag covers 250 square feet, so that's like a 10 by 25-ish okay. area. And you have to apply it three to four times a year, depending on how much it goes on there. And that and neutralizes it's a the or... No, it's a granular, so it's easy to okay. spread it on. Um, okay. But it's important to follow that if in that square footage to like 250 square feet per bag. Right. And three right. times a year. So right now, if you applied it, and then I would even do one more time before winter just to, because if you haven't used it, I'd get in there, it'll start neutralizing now. And then just do one more like in October or something. Okay. Um, give it one more application. And then if you're using our Green It Up lawn fertilizer, it will help recover a lot quicker too because it has a high middle number. So you're going to get a really good root growth and then it recovers really quickly with the dog. Like, um, Brad, our ops, ops manager down at Spruce, he had a couple dogs and he was using those too. And he never had any spots. He had a before and after picture. He started using it and it, it just, it works really good. Okay. And sorry, what was the first one called? It's called Dog Spot Prevent. Oh, that's and easy it, to It's made by Evolve, <laughs> made by the same guy who does the um, Rage Plus. So okay. it's a, okay. it's an awesome product. Okay, no, I'll gladly start that, and at least if I can prevent half of it from being ruined. <laughs> that would yeah, be no, you'll, you'll find yourself, you'll get really good success, and it, it'll it'll work really quite well. And then, like you said, if you're using the Green Up Lawn Fertilizer, so give an application of that here in the fall, that will yeah. build the roots up, and it'll be able to recover a lot quicker from any of that stuff. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right, good luck with that. We all want some green grass, especially for the dog to lay on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. Thank you again. All right, take care. Bye bye. Um, yeah, that's uh, it, it, it's something you have to keep on to. Like, it's not just a one supply, and unfortunately, it, it, when it goes through, it, it it is really good for your grass as well. It's a it has a slight fertilizer in it, and and developed by Evolve, and uh, he's the guy who does the Rage Plus. So any of his products are always top notch, and never hesitate using them. We've used that. Um, in our store, we've been recommending the Dog Spot Prevent in combination with uh, Greened Up Lawn Fertilizer, and it eliminates the spots in your grass. Like, it works really, really well. So, good luck with that. And we are going to take a quick break, but phone lines are still wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Maria. Good morning, Maria. Yes. How can we help you? Uh, we have infestation of white flies uh, in the backyard. We have a little greenhouse, and yeah. we, that's where it started. Uh, and as soon as we saw them, we put on those yellow strips and things like that. But you know, we, we can't control it, so we had to take all the plants out. And uh, it spread to outside the little greenhouse. We have a little uh, cold frame there with lettuce, and that was infested. My potatoes next to it were infested, and I, we don't know what to do. Yeah, pure spray green works really well, or bug X, um, the one with the permethrin in it. How did <laughs> Not you the call malathion. them, Bi-X? Yeah, it's called Bug X. It's just a it's a brand that we Bug carry down at Spruce It Up. Okay, and, uh, and it has when, do you, when do you use it. that? Um, typically, you start earlier, like you start at the beginning of July. Yeah. Because um, that's sort of when they start hatching and 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 coming in. But even yeah. right now, if you're fully infested, I would I would give them a shot of that right now. So yeah. either Pure Spray Green or the Bug X, and uh -huh. uh, and do that because otherwise. Um, the, all the bugs they die and then set their their um, eggs and everything in there. So if you get it cleaned up now, do a really good cleanup of your of your garden this fall as well, just to help clean all that mm -hmm. out of there, and that'll mm -hmm. make a big difference. If you leave all the stuff, that's a perfect breeding grounds for a lot of the bugs. Right. So it, it would uh, it wouldn't uh, get they don't kill themselves by by frost uh, this winter or. Things yeah, like they that. do, but they do lay eggs into the soil right. and that kind and of, they once they're up. in there, yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, so, so really just, good fall cleanup, but I would spray everything right now, like either with the Pure Spray Green or the Bug X, give it a really good how spray. How did you call the first uh, Pure one? Spray Green. It's a pharmaceutical-grade mineral oil. It works really good for aphids, spider mites, um, okay. those white flies, like uh, any of those things. And okay. typically you'll need to spray... Like if you sprayed today, spray again in five days, and then spray again in another five days, okay. and then that will help get that cycle. Okay, okay. Where where did come that infestation so quickly? Because we <coughs> never even had anything, and and now all of a sudden. Uh... Yeah, it's this that time of year right now too. Like I just noticed, um, even when it's drier, you're gonna get that. And it's almost like they sit there and wait, and then when they, we got that rain there last week, I found that. I just got tons of those little leaf hoppers, the little white flies, all over our garden area this past couple of weeks. Uh -huh. So it's just when you create a perfect, like that nice green foliage, um, it's a place to go to eat, right? It's sort of uh -huh. like you're driving by your favorite restaurant. When they see all that, they like to uh -huh. <laughs> come uh -huh. in and and stop for a snack. Yeah. Now, do they go to uh, flowers too? Because my flowers are not really infested, but the vegetables are. Not as much. They go after more the foliage. Um, so if you have a heavy foliage plants, like with flowers, yes, you will. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, um, they love going after um, the veggies and the, all that kind of stuff, where they're just where it's all green. They love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, does it? Some people say, well, you have to. Uh, uh, replace your soil and everything. Do no, no, no. You just got to amend the soil. We just got to give it a good soil drench, do a really good cleanup, remove all the dead debris in that this fall. And mm -hmm. I like to just turn the soil over, leave it lumpy going into right. winter time. Mm 
ducts and then that way it just looks and it, and then the air can get in there and clean it out like with that like you talked about that freezing mm-hmm. if you leave it big and lumpy it's it's much easier for it to to get in there and get the cold down there and uh, and deal with that okay okay all right well, i guess we'll give it a try thank you very much yeah, that's all you can do. And clean up yeah. any of the dead debris and stuff too, like any of the old leaves and things like that. Yeah. And okay. uh, it makes all the difference. Okay, yeah. All right. Good. Thank all right, you very good luck. Yeah. You're very Bye-bye. welcome. Good luck with that. Yeah, that one's always, uh, this time of year we get that fall and then that hatch comes out of all that bugs right now and it's 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 kind of crazy. Um, let's, I think I got enough time. Yeah, let's go to Darlene. Good morning, Darlene. Yes, hello. Hi, how can we help you? About two years ago, like we found, we have really black soil here, about six inches of black soil. And every time it rained, the soil got hard. So we decided we should put peat moss in it. Well, we put bales of peat moss in it. And then the garden has never been the same since. In a good way or a bad way? In a bad way. <laughs> um, that's unusual because usually peat moss is that there's not a lot of nutrients in peat moss. It's just organic matter, right? So, yes. Um, so you just added it to your your typical your loam in your garden. Yes. Huh. That we discovered I, it. Yeah, and then did you work it in? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, so you might just want to add some nutrients. So maybe add some compost. Was the peat moss raw, or was it bags of peat moss that you bought? It's or bales was it... of it. Yeah, it was bagged or big Yeah, okay. Meals, you so know. then it's gone through the process. Because sometimes if if you're some people get the raw peat moss, and it hasn't gone through that decomposing process either. So sometimes that will steal a whole bunch of nutrients out of the soil. But if it was a processed peat moss, like in a bag, like in a bale, it should have been fine. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I've never heard that. Like, it's typically you're you're trying to do good. I I like the cocoa core a little bit more than the peat moss because it, I find it's a lot more fibrous and it's just and it's a bit more of a renewable resource. So I would just add some sea soil now to that, and and so maybe some fertilizer, some of the organic garden fertilizer you can add into the soil. Like yeah, we have we, a really good one, Groundskeepers we had, Pride. We had the whole garden tested, and they you know they did a soil test on it yeah. and they said that like the sulfur is low nitrogen was five low yeah and then the old spurt mixed this up fertilizer and we put it on but it didn't seem to help that much <clears throat> yeah maybe you just have to watch the ratio I, I try and add some sea soil try and get some good soil uh, like good nutrients into the soil um, so try some of the sea soil mix some of that do you have a fairly big area or how big is it 75 feet by 100 feet. Yeah, so you have a large, you have a yeah. large, we have, we have a really nice garden mix, or if you can get compost, we could get you some nice compost into there. Okay. Um, or, and even our, like our Green It Up lawn fertilizer, it covers 3,000 square feet, so you could put a, you could put some of that, mix those bags right into the soil. Okay. Yeah, it just, yeah, it doesn't make sense, like typically, but it's not going to give you any nutrients. So, anyways, thanks, Darlene, and just uh, good luck with that. All right. Thank you. We got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. 
I'm Merle Coons, and 10.06, heading into the last hour of the show. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Yeah, give us a call. got lots of texts coming in, but uh, always good to hear from you. I'll go through a couple texts here right now. Um, this plant came up in my garden too. Seen lots of this this year. Lots of volunteer plants. When it's when it's drier like this too, you'll you, you'll see some more of that happen. Any idea what it is? I thought it was corn. <laughs> I collected waste in the compost. I think it's coming from there. Ha! Yeah, it does look like a type of of a like a native corn of some sort. Yeah. So I think you're right on that. It looks like you do have a, it is a type of corn in that. So interesting. So let it go, see what it does. Maybe it's just some wild corn. Actually, it doesn't look too bad. Like as a as a plant, you get a nice bloom on top. Um, kind of nice. Yeah, you can, let's go with that one. All right. And here we have, really enjoy your show. I started listening to it in the 80s. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thanks for listening. He's, uh, and this person is up north and sending a couple of pictures from some of the fires up there, um, which is not good. I actually know out in BC, Canoe BC. Um, so sending some pictures. Yeah, some scary stuff out there. Um, so, and to all the people affected out there, I know um, my kids and uh, my brother and family out there. So. Um, very scary. It seems like it's under control. Hopefully it is um, for this season. And unfortunately, we do. We seem to get that season. The It's almost like the fire season nowadays. So hopefully we can figure that out a little bit. Um, hi, Merle. Our bleeding heart seems to bloom really fast in the spring, then gets yellow leaves. Is it getting too much sun sitting in the southeast corner? Um, no, that is very normal for a bleeding heart. Um, those are an early summer, or late spring flowering plant. And once they're done, they kind of just die back. And that's kind of what they do. So, similar to a peony. Once you bloom your peony, it doesn't do a lot. It just sits there. So bleeding hearts, peonies, I typically try to put them in the background a bit more. Um, not front and center in the garden. Because um, you just want to see your, your bleeding heart come in the back a bit. Second row perennial, it'll come up, bloom, do its thing, and then slowly this fades in. So, no, it's probably doing – and it could take a little bit more shade. It does like it. It can take quite a bit of shade and will last a little bit longer in a shadier spot. So, absolutely. But that is and, – and when you are buying perennials, and and, and when like especially if you're down to spruce up, um, we're very fortunate the the – the team that we have in the perennial house are very good. So they can steer you in the right direction and get you some, you want your garden to evolve through the season, Like you'll have your spring blooming, your summer blooming, your fall blooming, and, and then have stuff that just mixes in the middle. And that way you have something different all the time as you go through, it just evolves through the, through the season for you. That's the great thing about perennials. And, and, different than annuals like your annuals will typically bloom and and perform for you all summer long but you're replacing those every year so use those in certain beds but the perennials are great like they just add that feature 
um, mixing in some shrubs in there will definitely makes all the difference. And uh, but yeah, so don't worry about that um, with your with your bleeding heart. That's just a normal, and uh, and that's what they'll do. Good morning. I have a large vegetable garden and learn lots listening to your show. Thank you. Um, this is the first year I've grown asparagus, and I understand that is a two year to you can harvest them. What should I do this fall to help them thrive next year? Basically, you let them come up, do their thing. Um, I've heard some people like to cut the blooms off when it goes to that. So if it gets up too high, you can cut them off and do that. And and then you should see a pretty good harvest next spring. They, they'll come up fairly early. So just keep an eye on them too early in the season so you don't miss out and let them go to seed. Um, but that should be good. I would, do, again, fertilize um sort of mid-september give them a good shot of that 15 30 15 higher middle number and help prepare that root system for for the fall and and then going into next spring i'm always curious i've grown um some asparagus but i always find you have to grow so much of it to get enough so if there's any experienced um asparagus farmers out there they give us a quick shout and sort of maybe give us some asparagus tips um, that would be great. All right, got another quick one here. Hi, Merle. Please tell me what kind of tree this is and what is it producing this year? Um, that looks like an Ohio buckeye. And those are probably one of our favorite trees. We used to call it the prairie maple because it, 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 uh, you're going to get a beautiful orange color on it. Great, great color. Uh, in the fall, you'll get a red, orange, um, super hardy. And these are large pitchers. I'm not sure where you're getting those, but those those pitchers um, of those ones, are those are great. They kind of, when you plant an Ohio bucket when they're young, they kind of look, um, they're always kind of weird shape. They're kind of ornate. Uh, and, but as they get older, they really come into their own. You get beautiful white flowers on them in the spring, early summer. And then they, they're part of the chestnut family. So you get these nuts on them. And that's the Ohio Buckeye, um, which I almost positive that's what that tree is. So, um, yeah, so you get these. They're not edible or anything. So they're just a, a, a chestnut type fruit that they are producing on there. But beautiful tree, great for our region. Um, beautiful, um, do their thing, great color. And one more quick one. Hi, I'm wondering if my tar poplar has bronze leaf disease. Two of my trees have leaves this color than half of the trees. There's still mostly green leaves on the bottom of both. The trees were planted two years ago. I'm just going to pop this. That doesn't look like bronze leaf disease to me. That's just a new, newly colored. The bronze leaf, um, it almost looks like a chocolate brown. You get really green veins in it. I think some of this is just maybe a bit of heat scorch on there. You're getting a bit of early fall color starting to happen. So I wouldn't worry about what yours are. I don't believe that's bronze leaf disease because it's very distinct. It almost looks like a chocolate brown and you get green veins going through it. It's very distinct. It sticks out. Um, that's just getting into some early fall color. Maybe that was running a little bit dry. Anyways, if you'd like to join me, I'm going to take a quick break. Um, if you'd like to join me after the break, 403-974-8255, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. <clears throat> and got you covered on the phone lines, 403-974-8255, if you'd like to join me. I'm going to go to the phone lines. We have Sue on the line. Good morning, Sue. Hi, Merle. Uh, Hi, how can we help you? Um, well, I did send in a text that uh, showed some photos of my plants, but yeah, what I'm calling I got them. about yeah. okay, is um, first-time grower for uh, Piccolino cucumbers, which are the tiny little ones yeah. you buy at the grocery store. And um, the plants, well, I need to know all about them, so I need to know... Like what time of day to water them? What kind of fertilizer? I've got some in the ground and some in the pots. The plant that's doing the best is in a little tiny pot, like the hanging basket type, and it's right now got about thirteen little cucumbers on it, and we've harvested. Yeah, I see. is that the one with the vine? You have the trellis in it there. Yeah, yes. yeah, and it's no, doing looks the great. best in the small pot. But um, now the leaves are starting to yellow at the edges, and then they get crisp and dry off. Yeah, and that's out. fairly normal in the in the summertime. So I just pull those lower okay. leaves off. Okay. Um, that's just as they get older, and it just not getting enough, so it just start shutting down. I I oh, went okay. through yesterday and cut off a ton of those off my um, cucumber. So just just cut those off, those ones that aren't looking so good. Okay, and, I have uh, I have that. done that when they've um, shriveled up really bad. So yeah. okay, so it's that's, nothing I'm no, doing you're wrong. You're doing everything right there. No, that's perfect. And then it is unusual that it's doing better in the littlest pot. That's kind of weird too, right? I'm I know. Because looking at that one, I was going to suggest transplanting it. Um, but if it's doing great, or do you fertilize it throughout the season? Well, I have usually fertilized it on a like every Saturday with just yep, the fifteen thirty fifteen is all I have. That's, yep, that's perfect. That's okay. That's all you should. But if you cut off some of those leaves too, a lot of the energy will go to finishing off because you got a ton of fruit on there. So which is great. Yeah. You, you oh, get a lot okay. of. Yeah. No, you're doing everything right. And that's the only thing I could think of. If it was in a bigger pot, you might get a bit more fruit, like a bit okay. more vine on it. Um, but yeah, I know it looks like it's doing great. Um, just pull yeah. those leaves off and that's just the evolution of those plants. Like as they grow, oh, okay. they shed their older leaves. And, uh, so don't be afraid just to nip those okay. off and you'll be good. Okay. Cause it seemed like, well, I was worried that I would harm the plant if I pulled some of no, the leaves. Just, just, uh, you can't, don't remove every one, but remove yeah. all those lower ones. And if you leave three or four up top, that's what it needs. That's oh. so they work like solar panels, and that's taking the energy in and, and feeding the rest of the plant the energy it needs oh, to, okay. to produce. Oh. So, yeah, so just remove problem. all those bottom. Yeah, you'll be good. So, and also for watering, should I water them? Like, I, I know I shouldn't get the water on the leaves, but if possible, but water them in the morning or at night yeah. because it's in the small I, I like it in the morning typically or or mid-afternoon like i try to avoid the nighttime um because then the leaves if there is moisture you're gonna get that powder and mildew on there but okay. yeah i i typically water i go out in the morning give it a really good soak. that's the only worry i have with when you have two smaller pots um by the end of the day they sometimes get really dry yeah um so that consistent watering 
is a bit more that's where you get the benefit of just a little bit bigger pot they never go into that super dry mode yeah, I don't have any bigger pots to put it in, and it seems to be doing great in that little one. Better Absolutely. than the one I have in the big pot, well, which is really weird. Because sometimes they get stressed out a bit more, and they produce more fruit because it's kind of... Oh, uh, well, So because they think i got to reproduce more because sometimes they get a little bit more stressed. So. Oh, maybe that's um, it. Yeah, so just remove those, is- continue to feed, and you'll be good. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. And All right. Continue your show. We love it. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Sue. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to uh, Carolyn. Good morning, Carolyn. Well, good morning, Meryl. Hi. How are you? Well, not too bad. A little smoked in out here in Vernon, but uh, other than that, we're doing okay. Did it, it? I know it creeped on the other side of the lake coming on the backside of Vernon. Did you guys didn't get too affected, though, or just oh, the smoke? Oh, we didn't get affected at all. We were very lucky. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, because yeah, I know it, it jumped the lake there and kind of came around the backside. Yeah, it was, did uh, in, down into Lake Country there, but no, we were we were lucky enough that it just kind of stayed down there. So, well, which is good. Cool, but, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. How can yeah. I help you? I, I'm I'm wondering about my canna lilies. I, I they grew beautifully last year, and I I stored them for the winter, planted. The ones that you know divided them out because, of course, they made yeah. you know lots of little ones, and um, the the three that I planted um, are doing just beautifully. And then there's one that didn't flower at all. It didn't make any flowers, but what it's done is make these beautiful leaves that are so colored like fall colors, but yeah. no flower. So why wouldn't why would you know from the same divided plants why wouldn't um yeah, that's unusual. Um, flowering you, for me. And obviously you were fertilizing all season yeah, yeah, with those? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I brought home a couple cannolis that were really rough shaped. I Like end of the season, I tend to I wait a little bit to plant my place and then get some of the stragglers. So I I brought uh, brought home a couple cannolis and they were – but I just, again, fertilized 15, 30, 15 – the only thing I'm thinking is it reverted back. So if you're getting a different foliage than the other ones, um, that would be – it's just um, – The foliage yeah. is the same. It's just, you know, it's just colored differently. Yeah, because there is sometimes like there's different um, color varieties on the leaves, you know. So I don't know if it reverted back to a different – because a lot of those have been hybrid a ton to get the different colors and the different things. So you could have had it revert back into – a um, more of a, of the native plant, but you should still get blooms. Which is, is it in a different light at all or anything? Like, oh, is it still full sun? Perfect, the same light as the other ones. You yeah, know, they're all on my deck, and they all get the same amount of western, west, and south. Yeah, no, no, nice and hot out there. Obviously, oh, yeah, and things like yeah. that. So, kind of lilies, and you always see those pompous grass and stuff like that out in Vernon. Oh yeah, no, they're, 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 they look, you know, the ones that are flowering are beautiful. But yeah. this one is yeah. Good. I've, they're not flowering. I've, now I'm wondering if I, you know, when I dig it up in the fall, should I just get rid of that one, or should I hope that maybe I it'll think flower? I would try it one more season, but just make sure again, just just feed it good going into fall before you harvest them, um, with the fifteen thirty fifteen high middle number, and uh, and see what it does at that point next spring. But I think it's worth worth trying it one more season because and just see what the foliage does as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think that's. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck with that, and 
sorry i don't have a, a better answer but it's yeah it's unusual that they won't do and like i said typically when you when you are salvaging super amount of fertilizer where, if it like maybe every second day or something <clears> like would flower for me by now or is it too late in the yeah season? it should if you're fertilizing every couple of weeks it should be fertilize it should be blooming by now because typically they 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 love to bloom right and i always deadhead the only thing is i think maybe when you split it it just reverted back and yeah to a bit more of the foliage one is the only thing i can think i'm not too sure what it, um yeah just but i think it's worth trying one more time and uh oh. and and just feed it good with the high middle number going into fall and see if we can build the bulb up with some good phosphate so it has it for next spring okay well i'll see what happens and we'll go from all right there. well let me know thanks. all right okay thanks Merle. you take care you too thank you bye-bye bye-bye um yeah always nice to hear carolyn calls in quite a bit um yeah and we're gonna go to morty good morning marty how, how can i help you well i've got a vin spot in my yard it's not a vineyard but it's a vin spot i've got some yeah. grapevines there and it's about 15 years old and it's produced grapes pretty good up till about five years ago uh, about midway through the summer, the leaves start turning yellow and brown, and yeah. and we get some bugs on there, hundreds of small bugs. That yeah, you're getting leaf hoppers. Okay. Yeah, and they're all over them. They love being on um, Virginia creeper, grapevines, things like that. Um, so what you need to do is start spraying early July, usually the 1st of July, sort of spray once a week with pure spray green, or the bug X with the permethrin on it. Okay. And just get it through that cycle of when those bugs come out and, and then you're typically good. Okay. And ensure that you're feeding um, the older vines too. feed them good with the 15, 30, 15, give them a good feed of that going into fall, like do it mid September, do All a good right. soil drench with 15, 30, 15. That will help okay. build that up so it can produce better for you next spring. Perfect. All right, yeah, but do that good clean up, good, do, do the good spray, like sort of set your alarm sort of 1st of July to start that spray program on those. Okay. That's All righty. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Marty. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Phone lines are going to be wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And I did get one text here, and it's uh, from some folks up in Airdrie. They're dealing with Fortis, and they came in and removed some trees and put some trenches, and it's been a bit of a disaster. Yeah, it looks like they, yeah, cutting down some old trees. And kind of left your lawn kind of patchy but what i would do again that with the new sod i would fertilize the whole area and preferably with our green up lawn fertilizer that'll help even that out um water it well in and uh, you should see it even up fairly quickly and get your existing to match in with the sod um, but give it a really good shot of the the green up lawn fertilizer it looks like the regular lawn's been trampled this will help uh, get into recovery mode and uh, and hopefully get your lawn back into shape because, yeah, it's looking a little bit rough. So 
let's hopefully we can get that going. All right, let's go to Roy. Good morning, Roy. Good morning. Hi, Roy. Hi, Roy. How can I help you? Uh, as I was explaining to your young fellow, uh, I have three trees on mine and, and, and the adjoining property, which okay. I'm told are box elders. Okay. One of them, the one in the middle, is uh, a female. Yeah. Very a very messy tree, but on top of that, I'm I have just uh, undergone an infestation of what I'm told are box elder beetles. Yeah, they love this time of year, like the dry, warm end of the summer is typically when we'll see them. They're also called like the Manitoba maple tree, which a lot of people think they're a maple tree, but it's just oh, the box elder. Okay. Um, yeah, no, you, you probably definitely do. And it, it sounds like, um, and those, those bugs for the most part, if they're on your trees and that they don't do a whole lot of damage, but they do, um, if they like getting into the house too, they typically will move into hot concrete patios up against the house. They love it. They love the warm, dry spots. So, oh. hmm. so how can I get rid of them? How do I get rid of them? Yeah, well, how, if you want, if you do want to spray them, you you can. You can use the the bug X with the pyrethrin. You can spray them with that. Pure spray green works fairly well on them as well. Um, so it, it, if you want, if you'd like to do that, get the, get your hose in sprayer, get some bug X with the with the pyrethrin in there, and uh, and give them a spray, and that should look after them. You can also hose them hose them off with the with the hose. Um, like I said, they don't do a lot of damage per se, but it's this time of year, and they will. They tend to they'll they'll uh, travel into the into the hot areas of the home too, like in patios up against the wall, south facing walls. They love that going into like the cracks. They like inside too. Yeah, no, they will come inside. We had some in our in our windows up at, at the garden center the other day as well. So, um, so yeah, definitely the bug X or the pure spray green will work good on those. Do you do you carry that product? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You can just come in. It's right across from our cashiers, and they'll be able to help you out with that. Okay. Okay. All, all right. Okay. Is uh, is another solution to cut down the tree? <laughs> hey, I guess you can always eliminate the the thing where where they're on. Absolutely. Because again, Manitoba maples they are a bit of a weed tree, but they they are pretty hardy. Like it's hard to kill them, and they do reproduce when they send out their um, their catkins and their their little whirly gig things that uh, the seed pods that they shed all over the place. Yeah, so, they're a mess. Yeah, no, and that's the other thing. If it's if it's a tree you're not looking at uh, and you don't enjoy it, and if it's a bit of a nuisance, absolutely, you can just uh, have it removed as well, um, and put something a little bit nicer in there. Maybe that will suit your fancy a little bit better. Okay. Alrighty. Great. Good luck with that, Roy. Thanks. Okay, thank bye -bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, though, like, at this time of year, we are going into the cycle of um, we're going to get lots of the leaf hoppers. We're going to get, uh, at this time of year, those sort of look like white flies in the lawn. Um, they they tend to hide out in there and in, into the veggies. So it's the last season of that. So what I would, yeah, just look at doing, you can you can spray for it and and deal with them that way. If you'd like to join me, I'm going to take a quick break here. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are open again, 403-974-8255. You're listening to 
Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Ro Coombs, and phone lines are open, 403-974-8255, if you'd like to join me. And I am going to go to the phone lines. We've got Jessica on the line. Good morning, Jessica. Hi, Merle. Good morning. Good morning. Well, How can we help you? I'm calling about my cactus. Well, it's my husband's cactus that I'm terrified I might have killed. I texted you guys some pictures. Yeah, I think with the blue rocks. Look, yeah. Yeah, okay. I found it. The cactus started turning brown, and then... As you can see from the bottom picture, it still looks quite full and like I've maybe overwatered it, which is what I worried I might have done because I watered it just a little bit, but after we had repotted it. And the picture from the top, it looks all skinny and thin, like it's not getting enough water at the top. Yeah, it it, it actually, it looks felt, it looks healthy. Like on the top, you get, it looks like you had a bit of new growth recently, good color. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom, it looks like maybe that's like if you just transplanted it, was that maybe under soil a bit more? Like was it buried a bit more no, than it is now? No, I we made sure that we okay. planted it at the same level and okay. we covered it with the rocks like just a little bit to help yeah. protect from the fungus gnats and such. Okay. Um I, I think it's just older bark down below. Like I wouldn't worry. Um Okay. If you're worried about being a bit too wet, maybe pull the rocks away from the edge a bit just to help let the soil dry yeah, out a bit. Yeah, dry out a bit. Okay. Yep. Other than that, and like I think it looks like the top looks super healthy, really okay, nice blue okay. color. Yeah, no, I think it looks great. Um, yeah, I've got how, it under how tall is light, it? It looks so like it's getting fairly it's tall, isn't quite it? quite tall. It's, it's at least two feet. Um, okay. So sometimes, like with those two, you can, and I'm not sure if you want to dare to do it, but you can cut them, and it'll it'll branch out more. Um, otherwise, yeah. It, see, it, that's it will what we just... were wondering if it was going to branch or not. Do we have to cut it to branch, or will it do that on its own? Um, it might do it, but typically, yeah, it needs to be cut. Oh, so I should cut it then. Yeah, you can definitely do that, and what, very good chance just you can in half. Yeah, or t you could take depends on what height you kind of wanted. If it's two feet, even if you just took um, that like that top six eight inches off, um, let it heal, and then it should it should send out some stuff from there. Um, no, and then it's there's very closer to three and a half feet, honestly. Okay, yeah, so you it's could take eighteen inches off the top, or or and then very good chance you could reroot the top, like when you let yeah, it when you, you take it, it off on top of the dirt. Yeah, let it callous, like let it um, callous mm -hmm. over, like leave it off for a day or two, let it just totally heal up, yeah. and then you can just pop that and dip it into some rooting hormone, and uh, put it into some soil, and and I would even use like an orchid soil or something with a little bit more coarse to yeah, get it rooted. Yeah, that is what we've got it in, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah, no, you that might is as, great. Yeah, Thanks so much. Give that Merle. a try, and. Uh, I see your well, list that... behind the plant too. I see you have your project list for all your oh, plants. Oh yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's very handy to keep me on track. Otherwise, I get a do bit. I do get a bit distracted, unfortunately, as you can yeah, see. Yeah, knowing from, your jades you know, look like they're doing good. 
Well, so. they are quite yellow on the ends, Merle, and I'm worried because I've tried all sorts of things like watering or the Is fertilizing. Is it fairly dark? Like, are you getting enough light? So they're under grow lights, and currently they're off right now, which is why it does look a bit dark. But yeah. you do get, um, what, eight hours? Of good sunshine? Oh, yeah, eight hours of LED lights. Okay, no natural light at all? Six to eight hours. No, not natural lights, but they're grow lights, so they're yeah. LED plant lights, so they're quite um, quite strong. They're good quality. They do get... Yeah, I just watch them with my light too meter. close. Yeah, I just, yeah, I I'm not sure how. I know some of them were, and I turned them down, right, so you can adjust the brightness. Yeah, I just mean, and then just not right on top of them, like give them a bit of space in between the yeah, light. usually four to six inches. I, I would even go up a little higher. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you could fertilize, like just it's a 20-20-20, try to get a little bit more green into them. Um, again, you I'm not sure what... Yeah. yeah, more fertilizer. I've been using, you know, the one shots, the twenty four eight sixteen. Okay, that should be fairly decent as well. Yeah. Yeah, it just okay. looks like it looks like a bit of a light. Like I, I'm just looking at it. Just looks like when I see it bleached well, out on the front, it, it tells yeah, me it's, it's it getting too a little too light, close. Because I had them yeah. on twelve and twelve hours on light for. Yeah, to me, it looks like they're a little too close when they get like that, too. They kind of get that bleached out look. Okay, well, so. I'll try turning down the lights again, and hopefully that will help because I can't adjust how tall they are okay. on the shelves, unfortunately. <laughs> All righty. Well, Mara, right, you well, have been just tremendously helpful. Thank you so much, and I do love you're your very show. You guys are great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Take care. You too. Bye, Bye now. Bye, Jessica. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, that was a, a good call. And uh, she had a whole plant list on the, one of the pictures she sent in uh, behind the plant. So it was uh, interesting to see that. It's always good. And uh, and I'm very fortunate. We get so many people coming into the store after listening to the show. They make lists and come in and uh, come and share it with our, with our team down at Spruce It Up. Always lots of fun. I'm going to take a quick break here. Um, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Going to go right to the phone lines and finish up here with a few texts as well. We're going to go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, Merle. Hi. Hi. I have some beautiful calla lilies, absolutely beautiful. I have a couple okay. questions I'll give you on them. Uh, sure. Can I save them as one? And the next one is they have spiky little balls for seeds. I yep. was told that you can plant those, and calla lilies are very easy to grow. Now, do they mean it takes a season to grow them? <clears throat> what can you tell me? Um, I haven't. Are they canna lilies or calla lilies? Calla. Like, Okay. The tall so ones, the spiky ones that you see all over the city. Okay, those probably are canna lilies. Oh, okay. That's okay. right. You're right. Yes. Yes, good. I hope so. Yes, I'm positive. <laughs> I'm not okay. with it this morning. Canna lilies. You're right. Okay. They're canna tall lilies, and spiky, yeah. beautiful colors. Yeah, so typically those are the seed pods. Um, I haven't really ever grown them from there. We always typically use the we, – we do the bulbs, and I cut those always off um, early on. This, as soon as my – my bloom is just starting to finish, uh, just starting to shrivel up a bit. I typically cut 
them off at that time. I really try to force my canna into producing tons of blooms. So I, I deadhead quite often. As soon as it starts shriveling up a bit, I, I'm probably a little premature on my pruning back, but I like to deadhead them early, and it really helps push them more. <clears throat> yeah. I so don't deadhead way, them, but they're sure blooming this year. Yeah, we, we get tons right now. Right. So, yeah, definitely, um, if you do deadhead, you'll even get more. Okay. And, and then I'm just seeing – and I typically – um, yeah, the seed pods make more cannons, so you can just clip them off, put them right into the soil of your cannon, and it may take a while. Some of this, it says, takes a year or two to grow, but those are probably, that's in the more of a summary place. So I think if you if you tried it, you could try to grow them and uh, right into pots, so, but you might have to grow them in the house to see how long it takes to do that no, or yeah. save them till next spring and try them early spring. But I just think it's going to take a long time to to get going on that yeah yeah interesting it so doesn't you... sound like it's too it sounds like the process takes a couple months so uh -huh. if you if you're to do it next spring um you probably won't get anything for this year so then you'd have to save the bulb to get it and then get it going for next year no no when you save the bulbs mine are in pot do you take them out of the soil and dry them or do you bring them yeah in i typically do yeah you what you do is take them out of the pots let it dry like after the first frost let them right. do that killing frost in the pot mm -hmm. and then typically take them out let them dry out store them in like a really dry cool place um mix in some either really dry potting soil or peat moss, something like that, the cocoa moss, and then just put them in your coolest, darkest place you have. Right. Even old coolers work really good for that, like the old styrofoam coolers or or something like that, just to keep them in that cool, dark place. And right. then pull them up mm -hmm. early March, something like that, and uh, repot them at that point. And I wish, I, I'd like to get some started earlier because um, you do see some that when you do start them early, you get quite a bit bigger through the season. Right, yeah, they're really doing well. Yeah, and you know that, the grass that people buy that you put in the middle of the plants? Yeah. I don't know what you call it, Dracinia or something? There's a lot of Dracina. Yeah, yeah I, I bring mine grass. in and tie it up. I just, and oh, I, nice. go, I have one the size of a tree now. Oh, wow. I just tie it up and water it very little, and boy, do they grow. But just Absolutely. put it in a corner where you don't want to see it. Put it somewhere. It'll survive. Mine's three years old, and it's monstrous. Yeah, just watch for the spider mite, um, oh, bring them into your house. So far, you give them so a good, good spray before you bring them yeah. in. But I'm going to try and see the calla lilies. One of the girls who work at a nursery told me that hers drop all over the ground and they go like mad. So I shall see. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's sort of what it was saying. Like when I just did a quick read on it, it sounds like if they fall into the soil, they kind of reproduce that way. Mm -hmm. But I think in, in Calgary, in our area, it might have to do a bit more right. to uh, maybe help them along. Well, I shall save them right. anyway. Thank you very much. All right. Best Thank you so much, Thank Sylvia. You. Take bye -bye. care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Joe. Good morning, Joe. Hi. Good morning, Merle. So, Hi. How I, can I help you? Good. Well, I'll explain. I, was, I had a calla lily that I put away last fall, and then when I was working in my storage room reorganizing tools i see this because uh, i'd bought it at safeway the year before yeah and it it had it was bloomed already so i stuck it away 
in the storage room. And then when I was working organizing tools, I noticed it's about three inches tall. And it's I, just a week ago. So I brought it out into the sunlight. I Googled it, and it says that it requires 10-10-10 fertilizer. Yeah, this is good even fertilizer, 20-20-20, 15-30-15 would be good for any of those. Okay, the 10-10-10, well, the I think, is... They recommend the 10-10-10. But I it, bought a bag of 10-10-10, and it's yeah. a 1.5 kilometer or kilogram Kilogram, bag. yeah. But the instructions on the back, I would mix this in huge amounts of water for the lawn and yada, yada, yada. So... Um, what I want to do is just mix a little bit in a gallon of water. Is it a water soluble or a granular? Uh, no, it's water soluble. Okay, perfect. Uh, but I suppose a person could just sprinkle a little. What I'm asking no, you, Merle, no, they end up being too concentrate. You should definitely mix it with water. Yeah. So. I've got a little box of 20-20-20, and there's a scoop in there. Yeah. Uh, like, and I've had good luck. I There's a small scoop and a big scoop. Uh, so I use, usually use the level big scoop and throw yeah. it in a couple gallons of water, and it doesn't seem to hurt anything. Like over. No, that's probably a good mix. I think anything like the ten 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 is very similar to twenty twenty twenty, just a little bit lower volume of, of the fertilizer, a little weaker, but totally fine. It, it just if you start feeding that bulb, it, it'll definitely get going for you. Yeah. So um, it's a little peaked because it it had no water, no sunlight to speak of for months, and had been yeah. growing so. Okay. Yeah, no, so you I'll just use, sat dormant for a while, so now you pull it out, you can easily get it going again. So good luck. Yeah, so I'll use the same scoop as I do the 20. Absolutely. 20. Okay. Yeah, you should Thanks, be good Merle. to go. All okay. right, take care. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye. I'm -bye. Um, not sure if I have quite time to do Aaron really quick. Good morning, Aaron. Hi. Yeah, I'll be quick. We got a Honeycrisp apple tree that we planted in September 2018. We've had like three apples total. In that time, okay. I sent some pictures by text. Okay, lots of sun. Long? Well, enough. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say okay. it's not in like uh, full sun location. No. Okay, they do prefer as much sun as possible. Like, they do like a lot of like they if the full sun is much better for them if they can. Um, okay. They do need to get fed too, like a fifteen thirty fifteen. So if Did you're not that. getting many blooms, my thought is it's not enough light. Is my first thought. Um, okay. So you need at least six to eight hours of full sun um, minimum. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. If you're not getting the blooms, that'll definitely, that'll cause that. So I, I, if you got a text here, I'll respond to that. But more sun and 15, 30, okay. 15 in the fall, and uh, then you should be good to go. Thanks, Aaron. Okay, we'll try that. Thanks. Bye. Okay, take care. All right, I got to head out for the show. We're all done for today, and we'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary.